0: Hello, welcome to the show, it's Lauren in the studio, she'll put your worries on the chopping block. Goodbye, inhibitions, it's time we got down to it, we're working through it, so let's fucking talk. Hi friends, welcome to Let's Fucking Talk. I'm Lauren, and I (laughs) just had therapy today, and I have things I want to share now. Um, So, the last episode I did was about my abortion, and I didn't put any pressure on myself, but it was an open door to potentially get back into the podcast, or at least, you know, ignite that creativity again um but it's just been a challenging time and sometimes during challenging times it's really helpful for me to talk and to share and i think at the start of this podcast you know i was still going through challenging times but i was more in a place where i wanted to externally share and that was so helpful at the time. But probably for the first time ever, um, the types of challenging times I'm in are causing me to go inward and just really want to be quiet. And I'm just honoring that. There's nothing wrong with how anyone feels or wants to cope. And as someone who has always happily overshared you know, not only for my own well-being, because I do believe that talking can help so much um, and move so many emotions, Um, but also, you know, helping other people feel understood through my own emotions. Um, But that's just hasn't been the vibe. And like, I want to talk on the phone less. I want to, I'm just in a state of preservation, I guess. Like I'm trying to preserve my energy as much as possible. And it's just been a very transitional time in my life. So, obviously, as I mentioned in my last episode, I had been in and out of a relationship for close to a decade. And that has finally come to an end. And, you know, I'm processing those feelings. Um, The trauma of my abortion is something I've been working through. I feel I'm in a pretty good place about it. Um... But something happened recently that kind of flipped. Well, there's been a couple things that have happened. (laughs) But most recently, um, a couple weeks ago, my best friend tragically lost her dad. And it's been so emotional on so many levels, like more than I could have ever imagined I think one piece of it is I was actually there when she found out and that's such a different experience than, you know, someone calling you and telling you that or you finding out the next day or whatever it might be. Um, There's something so emotional about being there when someone finds something like that out and is moving through that initial shock and trauma and there's just been so many layers. Like, I am in so much pain for her. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, I don't have any siblings, and I feel I've always placed my closest friends kind of in that category for myself. Um, it's why I, you know, I have a few very close friendships, and, you know, I'm not one to have, you know, a hundred people at my birthday party. Like, I would rather have these close intimate connections and you know this person who I'm talking about has been a friend of mine for uh, over 10 years at this point. Um and yeah, she's been like family to me and as someone who's empathetic and can I just have a gift for being able to place myself in someone else's shoes and feel what they're feeling to some extent. I could never 100% feel going, like, feel what anyone else is going through, but I'm able to put myself in that position and it's extremely painful sometimes. So I'm in pain for her. Um, It brought up my own trauma that I haven't dealt with from my best friends passing away when I was 18. I just didn't have the coping skills, and it's actually one of the few things that, like, I knowingly deny digging into, (laughs) and if you've listened to this podcast, if you know me, I'm not shy to dig into any of my stuff. Like, I want to get in there because I want to move through these things. Like, I am not shy or afraid of pain, of therapy, of anything that could possibly result in healing, I'm in there. But something about my friends passing away, I don't want to get into. Like, I don't know what the fear there is. Um, It's probably like a, I don't want to call it like an immature fear, but that's the only thing I can really think of, of like, I don't know, I feel like that part of my brain is stuck in when I was 18 and I was so different then. And I feel like that's kind of like where my brain is when it comes to that particular topic. So it's just been a time of a lot of emotions and a lot of introspection. And I think when, at least for me, um, when people pass away, it, it does a few things first of all it reignites all my anxieties <laughs> and um I have a particular anxiety that for sure stemmed from my friends passing away but anyone who's close to me knows that the rule is if I'm with you and we part ways I need to know when you got home like that that's just the rule and all my friends are wonderful, and they all follow the rule, and I think basically everyone who's my friend kind of has some anxiety around losing people, so we all kind of expect the same thing from each other, um, and at the very least, I will require that you share your location if you don't want to text me, (laughs) so, um, the anxiety I have there is, like, very severe, and, (laughs) I don't really know how to heal it but not being funny and not being dramatic if I don't hear when someone gets home I genuinely believe they have died like I don't know how to express that in a way where it makes sense because it doesn't but there is no part of me that believes their phone died they forgot um when I was with my ex uh he eventually got better about it but for like years he could not grasp this concept and I think he thought that it had something to do with like controlling or wanting to know when he got home from places and truly I used to try to say like I don't care if you get home at 6 a.m like I just want to know your home like it has nothing to do with knowing where you were or why you were there like just want to know when you're home in your bed so we can all be at peace so he would go out and I would wake up with nothing in my phone I am, it's going to sound funny, but it doesn't feel funny, that I shit you not, I mourned my ex's death, like, at least 25 times, like, and I would put myself into a full panic, like, hysterically crying, shaking, I would look up crash reports, like, it's, it's insane. So, on a day-to-day basis, and just, you know, as I've worked on my own mental health, that anxiety has gotten a bit better, and I'm at least able to challenge my anxiety with logic, you know, that's kind of one of my coping mechanisms now, and I'm able to say, okay, girl, you've thought this a hundred times, and you've been right, literally never, so the likelihood of this is so low, like, you need to take a breath, and you will hear from them eventually, so now when something like this happens, it kind of reignites my fears of, like, oh, shit like this does happen, tragic, random loss, does happen. Accidents do happen and it's just brought a lot of that back up to the surface and luckily I do have my coping skills so it's not that this is going to turn my whole world upside down but it's brought of a lot of it's just brought anxiety to the surface that typically I'm able to move past pretty easily now. Um, It's kind of just like that confirmation bias of like anxiety loves to be right and so often it's not right at all it's literally just a fabricated fear and then when it's able to cling on to this one piece of proof of like it does happen you see then it's like this whole thing that you have to like relearn again um and it's also made me question everything in a way that is wild um but it makes sense like and I want to word this as carefully as possible because what happened to my friend and her dad is not beautiful at all but the the thing we can gain from loss is kind of reevaluating what we're doing with our life and if we're living life in a way that is fulfilling and that is, you know, like, worth living, not to be corny, um, so, it's, like, you really have to grasp at straws during these times to find the good in things, and I think this is my first week of coming out of the darkness a little, but for about three weeks now, I've just been in this dark hole of, like, life is gross, the things that happen are gross. The universe is gross. Um, just, like, so much darkness. Like, uh, like how disgusting that things like this happen. And not that there's better or worse people for things to happen to, but, like, for this to happen to my friend. Literal trash. Like, she's the best human on the planet. Like, it's disgusting. And her dad was a wonderful man. And he has a family. Like, it's just... Ugh. I can't. I don't even don't even get me back in that place, please. Um but the point is it just really brought me into a place and <clears throat> it made me just like hate the way society is set up because things like this have made me <clears throat> excuse me, reevaluate like not reevaluate, but look at my own life. Like am I living joyfully every day am I taking opportunities to spend time with people to travel to like do things that make life you know like exciting and full of joy and I am someone who very easily gets wrapped up in work and like being serious and being a responsible adult and this has really flipped that to the other end of the spectrum where I'm like I want to quit my job and I want to go because because how gross that we spend our life like working and that's the thing I want to focus on today I've taken 3,000 lessons from what happened in the last few weeks and I will like I want to kind of break them down over episodes um but I want to talk about what I talked about in therapy today which is how I've been feeling about work career my calling so everyone who knows me knows that I have not ever had only one source of income. I've worked at least two jobs always since I was 18. And that's how, I, that's how I want to be. I don't like the idea of a salary. I don't like the idea of like a cap of money I make because I work my ass off. So I want to, you know, like work in all these different opportunities where I can have multiple sources of income and feel like the way that I am with work pays off. So, my current state of being is, um, truthfully, not what I want it to be. And uh, in full transparency, all of you guys, you know, heard and saw me go through my life coaching certification, and basically I have one or two clients that come back reoccurring, but it wasn't something that really, like, took off and for a while that was super embarrassing for me and I surely did not want to talk about it on here um but i think when you're doing the right thing at the right time the universe makes it easy in a way and will bring what you're looking for to you and you'll start to get that positive feedback of clients or you know whatever it is in your case whatever your passion is um And I think it just wasn't the right time. Um, I'm just now coming out of that relationship, which truly affected me in more ways than I ever actually knew. And I just think it wasn't the right time for my coaching business. And the universe kind of told me so. (laughs) And that's been sad, but I know it's going to happen when it's supposed to happen. And I'll have that flow of people coming to me when I'm ready. And I'm doing so much work on myself right now. And I'm, you know, I'm getting into generational trauma, healing things that have been going on in my family lineage for centuries. So the work is real. And I think I have to do all of this before I start to get that positive feedback from the universe of these things that I really want to be doing. Um, so that has left me with doing my real estate, which is for sure my like passion project. And then what I do, you know, mainly during the day is it recruiting. So for a while I worked for a company, um, doing the it recruiting that was extremely flexible. Like it really didn't feel like a corporate job at all. I pretty much worked whenever I wanted and how I wanted, as long as I, you know, got my hit my numbers, got my job done. No one bothered me. Like I would go months without hearing from my boss. Like I'd have to call him and be like, hello. So I was used to that. And then some things happened with that company that made me a little nervous. Uh, they were about to be sold. So for my own sake, I was in the middle of saving up, uh, for my house, which I ended up getting, but at the time I just had to be really careful with money and my income, so I ended up switching jobs, and I'm still in IT recruiting, but the company I'm with now is much more of a corporate structure, so I do love recruiting, and my team and my managers are literally all wonderful, Um, the thing that's getting to me right now is just the corporate structure. The societal structure we live in, like the past three weeks of all this introspection has really like filled me with rage for the way that we live, Uh, that we work more than we enjoy, like that is sickening. And I understand that the world has to function and companies have to exist and they do have a purpose, Um, but I just really wish that it could at least be like 50-50 Um, But this thing of living every day to get to Friday is sickening because time is our most precious resource, and how many of us spend our time wishing it away? It's it's so sad, and like, but at the same time, wishing our time away, but also knowing how important time is, and wishing you had more. So. It's this, like, struggle that your brain has where I want time to slow down. Like, I really do. I want time to slow down with my parents. I want time to slow down with my friends. I want time to slow down with myself. But then, on a day-to-day basis, I'm like, holy fuck, it's Tuesday. Okay, all right, three more days. Yep, and then we're at two more days. Oh, thank God. And then, like, I'm literally counting down to the weekend. And then the weekend is four seconds long. So, um, it's just not, it's just... It's really disturbed me the last three weeks and this has always disturbed me but of course you know these like life-changing events really make things hit harder. It brings so many things to the surface that you kind of try to ignore on a daily basis. So I've gone to therapy a couple times um, over the last few weeks to talk through this because again like I'm in a better place today but I've been like hateful and like raging for three weeks straight and just like towards life and the way it's structured (laughs) and um you know I am in life and I'm part of it and it's not beneficial to hate the way life works so something that my therapist said today that I wanted to share with you guys is so you know we were kind of talking through like okay why do I have to have this corporate job right now? And what is its purpose? Because even the job you hate the most has a purpose. Even if the purpose is, I need health insurance right now, or I need this stable income, whatever it is. And, you know, first narrowing down this job's purpose because I kept saying in therapy, like everything is a joke. And she was like, okay, well, it's not a joke. Everything has a purpose. So what's the purpose? So I know the reasons that I'm working this recruiting job right now. And there is a piece of recruiting that is very fulfilling for me. I got into recruiting because it was helping people and people were always so happy to talk to me. And I got people their dream job or maybe not their dream job, but a job that was helping them pay their bills or I got them a pay increase. Like there is things in the corporate world that are actually fulfilling and beneficial and ways that you can actually help humans. And my whole purpose on this earth is to help people. So I knew that at least if I was going to work in a corporate job, that it had to be, you know, like human related and something that I could help people through. So First, you need to narrow down your purpose of whatever job you're doing, especially if it's something that you know is not, like, your ultimate purpose or your ultimate passion, if it's just, like, a means to get somewhere. So if you're feeling like me, you're probably maybe feeling, like, a little less dramatic than me, I hope. Uh, (laughs) But I think we all struggle with this, especially people who are, like, of millennial age, We're a little bit more aware of the fact that life doesn't have to be this stressful, struggle, grinding, work a job you hate because you have to type situation, which unfortunately our parents did a lot of. So sit down with yourself and narrow down the purpose of this job. And a thing that's really beneficial, and I used to incorporate this in my coaching practices too, was to set goals and just having you know, the outline and the future idea of like, this job is not permanent. And these are the things I will do eventually is really powerful just in helping you feel better about your current situation. And when you're setting goals, they're supposed to be specific. They're supposed to be um, like, don't just say, okay, well, uh, one day I want to have my own business. I don't want to be a recruiter forever. Like what, what does that mean? Um, I know for me, my dream scenario is working in real estate, having my podcast grow, and being um, a life coach. If I could do those, those three things simultaneously, I'd be living the dream. So, you know, have those goals, and then when you figure out what your ultimate goals are, backtrack and figure out what steps do I take today or can I take? That would lead me in that general direction. And some things are further out goals. Like, if I want my podcast to grow, uh, well, I have to record episodes. (laughs) So, that was kind of the awareness I had today. Like, I keep sitting here being like, I want my podcast to grow. And then I don't record episodes. And I'm hoping that people will just find my old episodes. Which is silly. Um, If they do find the old episodes, amazing. (laughs) But I can't just not do anything, and not continue to build my podcast and expect some miracle to happen. So, you know, that's kind of a way to structure, like, your view of why you're doing what you're doing now, what you want to do in the future, and little things you can do to eventually, you know, make that transition. Now, another thing that this is such, like, a small piece of advice but it's one of those things that someone says it and you're like, oh, shit, that's a good one. So my therapist was like, I, I went into the session saying I feel stuck. Um, I know I'm supposed to be doing other things, bigger things, things that bring me more passion, and I'm stuck here. And I've said this a thousand times. Anyone who knows me has probably heard me say this to them. So it's always so fun and funny how I can give advice to everybody else, but not give it to myself. Um, You are never stuck. It is literally impossible to be stuck anywhere in a relationship, in a house, in a job, in a family. It's impossible. You can tell me a thousand reasons why you feel stuck and they're all valid, but you are never actually stuck. We all have the power to be batshit cuckoo, pick up break up with that person, move out of this house, sell the house, quit your job. You could do that all today at the same time if you wanted to. I'm not recommending we all go do crazy shit, but it's a comfort that you are never stuck anywhere. It is physically impossible to be stuck somewhere unless like you're physically stuck like quicksand sucks you into the earth. Then maybe you might be stuck. But other than that, you are not stuck in anything with anyone with any job. And at the end of the day, even when we feel stuck, we can empower ourselves in that moment and get, reframe the idea of being stuck by, this is my choice. I'm here because I choose it. I'm in this recruiting job today because I choose it because I want to save X amount of money before I quit and start doing, you know, stuff that's, more commission-based, more freelance, um, more unstable, essentially. Um, I just bought my first house. I do not live with anyone. I don't share rent with anyone. No one pays my bills, but me. So this is a choice. I'm not some victim of my job. I choose to be here. And since I know that I am choosing this job for now for its, you know, short-term purpose, what can I do to enjoy it? Like, and just that perspective switch, I'm so the person who, if someone tells me to do something, I'm like, no. But if the idea came from me, I'll gladly do it. So I was feeling like stuck and like a victim of, you know, my manager, whom I knew. all my managers are so kind and nice, but I'm like, How dare they tell me how many PTO days I have? Like, I've just been having this whole meltdown about PTO days for the last three weeks. And, like, I want to go on vacation. I want to live my life. And I just need to... That whole... All those ideas are putting power in someone else's hands. This is my choice. I choose this job every day. So, how can I make the best of it? How can I have conversations with my managers, if need be, to to be able to have more PTO, to travel more, like, we have so much power than we give ourselves credit for, and we so often succumb to this thing of, like, I'm stuck at this job, I'm stuck in this relationship, I'm stuck in this living situation, whatever it is, and if you can switch it to, I'm choosing this, one of two things will happen, you will say, I'm choosing this, and then feel empowered and make the best out of that situation, Or you will say, I'm choosing this. And look around and be like, wait, what? I'm choosing this. And hopefully that will empower you to leave. In my case, I am choosing my job. I get paid well. I'm helping people find jobs every day. I work with literally wonderful people. So I can look at the situation and say, okay, yes, I'm choosing this. And I have a short-term goal it's serving this purpose, and eventually, it's going to help guide me into this other phase of different things, so I don't have to make any adjustments right now, which brings me peace, because I was feeling like, what do I do? Do I quit my job? Do I be fucking crazy and uh, wing it and hope the best happens? Like, no, it's okay. I'm choosing this, and I understand its purpose now, and I can, I've made that switch since talking to my therapist three hours ago. Um, and if something in your life, if you switch your perspective and say, I'm choosing this, and it feels suddenly super disgusting that you would be choosing that for yourself, perfect. Go with that feeling. You Maybe you shouldn't be choosing that. You know, I, in my previous relationship so often, would remind myself, especially towards the end, I spent so many years blaming him over and over, blaming him. How could you do this to me? How could you treat me this way? And towards the end, I started really coming to terms with the fact that it was me. I was choosing this. Like, yeah, yeah, of course he was staying around. Like, why not? I'm lovely. I was a great partner to him. Yeah, no, I know why he was staying. I know why he wanted to be there. But what the hell was I choosing? And that's eventually, like, what got me to that place of, like, I cannot choose this anymore. Um, unfortunately for me, it took getting pregnant and having an abortion, but it was that ultimate choice where I could no longer tell myself, yep, I guess this is what I'm choosing. So for all my existential crisis girlies, I wanted to record this episode if it helps at all. I know so many of us have bigger aspirations and we're not necessarily there or, we're working other jobs to, you know, as as means to an end, and that's okay. And I hope this helps shift your perspective a little and take some of your power back. You're not stuck, and even if you're in a job that you're not a fan of, it has a purpose right now, and all you can do is focus on what things you can be doing outside of work that will eventually get you to different places and different projects and you know, ultimately finding your life purpose, which is what we're all here for. So that's all for me. Um, I'm gonna again, I've I've had so many thoughts and feelings and like lessons compacted into the last three weeks. So I think I'll have a couple episodes stemming off just those thoughts. And um, yeah. We'll we'll see how this goes, but I know I'm going to take steps to move this podcast forward. Um, Don't know what that means yet, but the first step is recording. So here we are. So thanks for listening. Love you guys. Share this episode with anyone who could use um, a little perspective change. And I will talk to you soon. (laughs)